0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted in the gold country of California.
1: This is Homeschooling in Real Life.
0: Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your host, as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention.
2: Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor,
0: honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life.
1: Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 99 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast Money and hope shifting. We're almost there, Kenj. Two, number 100. Yeah. So we're uh, finishing up our suite. This is our third episode on financial fear. And how about a little fluff time? No, nope, forget it. Let's go right to the episode because it has been spoken <laughs> loud and clear. We don't need fluff time.
0: Well, it's been spoken by... A small few, because most people like the fluff time. They no, we're not say fluffing. I'm not,
1: I have nothing to talk about.
0: Oh, all well they say right it's to time to get to financial know us, so fear. they don't get nope, to know you anymore. i going
1: on to financial fear. <laughs> we are not spending any time talking about our lives.
0: Wow. Here's a deal. Um, you can fast forward, and I don't say that flippantly. I say that as a podcast listener, because, you I know. I fast
1: forward through most podcasts. I know.
0: <laughs> Me too. I don't
1: listen to commercials. I don't. Yeah. But you know what? I have to say a couple things here. One, I put in a timeline for our listeners. That's the first thing I'd say. Oh, yeah. That, that you know what? You actually new probably news.
0: should let them know that because a lot of people don't know that, that there's yeah, that timeline. Yeah, so time if you
1: line. go to the show notes, you'll see that, hey, you want to get to the content? You can go right to the exact second. I do that. I do that for our listeners. Secondly, this comes on a. Uh, secondly, this comes from a review we got at iTunes, which I love our iTunes reviews, positive or negative. If they don't, you know what? I just love that people are telling us what they think. I could yeah. use this. But this was from a homeschool mom who said, you know, hey, my time is precious. I'm a homeschooling mom. You want to know what real life is? I need to get through with your podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's The point of this podcast is to have fun. Like, put it on in the background. If you're listening for, like, actual content and wanting us to teach you everything, I don't know. <laughs> this might not be the place for you. You might just want to come and just chill. This is the I have a cup of coffee tea um beer soda and i'm just hanging out with you <laughs> oh wow like, we're so in the back sometimes
0: seat. it takes a beer to listen to our exactly
1: show. so that's what, so there's the timeline there's just relax and have fun with it you mm-hmm. know getting to know people one of the best parts of this fluff time is you actually get to know your podcasters if you don't want to i don't care move on just go to the content <laughs> that's fine it doesn't hurt my feelings one iota
0: i actually dumped a podcast this week because um, it just wasn't my cup of tea, so I just said delete. It's yeah, okay, you can the do that. Of it. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> so we put it up on Facebook, and we heard a lot of people are just total fluff time people. Others just want content, and then you know, even this this one reviewer is like, you know, you don't provide enough content. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not everything you want me to be. <laughs> you know what we are? We're a homeschooling couple, and as a matter of fact, this show almost didn't happen.
0: Yeah, it's been a um, a pressing week. We have. Yeah. We have a family member battling cancer, and we're um, dealing with that, and you have your own health stuff. Yeah, so this is Sunday afternoon, late mm-hmm.
1: afternoon, and we were just going to put up a audio that said, no show this week, we'll be back next week, but we squeezed in the time to record this little segment, and uh, um, again, we're heading over to the Bay Area from where we live in the Central Valley, and it's just a huge trip, and... We're going to go over and see this family member who's battling cancer. I'm going to go see a specialist over there about surgery. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And, and that's what this minute. podcast is. Wait, we're not full-time podcasters? No. This is homeschooling <laughs> in real life. So This is really a, a labor of love for us. So we're kind of giving you guys a hard time. Um, if you want to fast-forward through it, fast-forward through it. But we just do it because we like you.
2: Yeah.
1: So Team Fluff members, uh, thanks for sponsoring us on Patreon. Um, This is the section you love, and we like to do shout-outs for all of our Patreon listeners. Thank you so much for being patrons of our show. Um, One other thing I want to say, and that has to do with advertising. People said, I don't like listening to all the advertising. That's how this podcast works. Um, The income that it takes to buy equipment, hire babysitters so we can record, all those things, that comes from advertisers and from our patrons. So if you haven't gone to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL, head on over there. You can help support the show. And we won't even have advertisers anymore. Then you just get pure listening enjoyment. That'd be
0: awesome. That'd do be you awesome. want to know a secret? What? I actually fast forward through the coffee talk when oh, I listen to you're... the episode.
1: That's <laughs> because we record it. So,
0: But you know what else? I listen to the America's Test Kitchen podcast. You know that, right? It's one yeah. of my faves. I always fast forward through the wine section because I couldn't care less about wines and pairing wines and drinking wines and tasting wines. And so fast forward through it every time. That's okay, guys. You can do it.
1: That's fine. Now, I think that covers all of our fluff time. I said we weren't going to do any. We were just going to give a (laughs) non-fluff. That was just like fluff explanation. So uh, our show, we have a guest coming on with us. It's Bill Knoyer. He is a financial planner. He was on an earlier episode with us about financial, uh, surviving the holidays and financial struggles. Yeah. Um, And we had him back on to talk about this one, money and hope shifting, two of our favorite topics. Well, maybe hope shifting is our favorite topic. But for Bill, money is his world. So he was the perfect person because he and I talk often about hope shifting. So let's get going with Bill in this interview, and we'll be back when we're all finished. Hey, this is Fletch, and as you know, our sponsor for this episode is Caroline's Coffee. You know, this show exists because of sponsors like Caroline's, so here's what we need you to do. Go to carolinescoffee.com and spend a boatload of money. Thanks.
0: How do you combat hope shifting to money or a particular trend in Christian circles like paying off your house early? And finally... Are young adults really financially independent when they leave home, or should parents expect to cover some of their expenses for a while? Thanks.
1: All right, so uh, we are excited to be here in lovely downtown Modesto. I'm sitting here with my good friend Bill Knoyer, and you would know him from episode 75, where we invited him on as a guest to talk about financial strain during the holidays. Uh, Bill is a financial planner and on this episode we are talking about money and hope shifting And i'm super glad he's here uh, because both of these topics are in his wheelhouse bill welcome to the show Thank you. Good to be here. I am super glad to be doing this with you. Uh, Kendra's not here. Sorry. Wow She's I know the prettier half of homeschooling in real life is Out enjoying her uh, Friday and look at your ugly mug. Yeah, so let's (laughs) let's uh, let's um Do something we don't do on podcasts a lot. Let's anchor us in time. Yeah. It is tax day. Oh, my goodness. 2016. (laughs) Boy, and the two of us are just... I'm a hope-shifting fool on tax day. This is hope-shifting day,
2: Yeah, (laughs) April 15th. Yeah.
1: So um, we are. I'm glad you're here for the money end of it because not only are you a financial planner, but you have taught and you're currently teaching uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University at our church. And then on the hope-shifting side of things, Uh, This is a favorite topic for you and me personally, uh, not just in finances, but in every other aspect of life to talk about. So um, I'm glad you're here. Now, we are responding to an email that came in from uh, a listener named Desiree. We played the audio earlier in the show. uh, But she's asking questions about finances and homeschooling. And we spent the first episode on this three-part series talking about how to save money. And we called that a budget episode, although we really just talked about some controversial topics like charter schools and actually using the money the government gives you, and then uh, talking also about um, just little tricks people have used. And I know you weren't part of that, but then the second episode we talked about college and how to pay for college and gave a bunch of our examples. So on hope shifting, um, the question she asks specifically, Bill, and this is a good one, um, how do you combat hope shifting to money or a particular trend in Christian circles, like paying off your house early, and so here's this question: paying off
2: your house, getting out of debt, good things? Yeah, absolutely, great thing. Paying off your house early, good thing. Paying off credit cards, good thing. Student loans paid off, excellent thing. Borrower is slave to the lender. Scripture says, and there is a slavery that goes about when you are in debt to someone that is uh, God doesn't want us to be. In that type of slavery so now let me ask you a question. This is one that I'm
1: sure a lot of people use as a term and you've heard it as a financial planner. They say I'm managing my debt.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's like managing, you know, your wound, you know, in your body and uh, and eventually, you know, it begins to kind of fester and work its way through. You just can't you can't manage alcoholism. You can't manage drug addiction. You either make a quick exit out and move out of that lifestyle, or you stay in it, mm. yeah, so in that
1: line, uh debt is a bad thing, and you're yeah. trying to manage a bad thing, right. so I like the infection because you know <laughs> i don't know i don't need a band aid don't need neosporin, i'm just managing this i'm just gonna yeah <laughs> kind of take care of it here, and uh then eventually it leads to gangrene, and you lose a limb so <laughs> um so these people that are that have this idea like, Hey, I'm going to pay off my house as a team. We're going to work on this as a couple or as an individual Pay off my house, get out of debt, pay off my credit cards. Um, I think you and I, before the show, we talked about three things, uh, that hope shifting can affect. And the first one is the idea of pride.
2: Right, right. And so what we've seen is, you know, couples will come in and they'll work really diligently on getting out of debt and making, making their way out of it. the the, the real, uh, sticky point is that the, the pride can enter in into that uh, situation where I did this. I look what we did. We you know we paid it off in 18 months or we paid it off in you know whatever the time frame is. And yeah, we don't have any debt. And almost as a badge of courage, um, rather than, boy, we worked out of this and we're so glad that's behind us. Uh, so that's where that pride comes in right? When, when we shine that badge and want to show everybody, yeah. Look what we've done.
1: A little bit along the way, too, is uh, you could almost become a pain in the butt about it with the people around you. Pridefully, hey, look what we're doing. Right. Oh, you're not doing this? Well, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so there's that uh, badge of courage or badge of spirituality. Look what we're doing. Right. We're not, a you know, we have, we, we're we an FPU. We do we're, Financial Peace University. Right. And they start, you know, it's like the old growing kids. You remember uh, back in the 90s, people would say, oh, you don't do growing kids God's way? That's right then clearly you're growing kids the world's way. You the know? Satan's way or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just, yeah.
1: just the nature. So, so there's that aspect of pride. Now, again, it's hard because this is a good thing. We're asking people to do something that's good for them. Like, hey, we want you to lose weight because you're going to feel healthier. We want you to stop smoking because you're going to feel healthier.
2: And But at the time, they're so dang prideful about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, It's easy to do though, isn't it? I mean, think about, you know, people that are saying, I want to go into, I want to get into a fitness class and I want to eat right and, you know, um, and and do that really well. And so they do that and they find success in that. And as soon as the success comes, it's almost, it it creates its own life, right? So, so then they become that they become, well, I am this person now, right? Uh, and,
1: and and I don't even, I love the enthusiasm because there's other people that are stuck in a pit that you can go, Hey, let me help you. Yeah. Uh, there's a fine line though when that becomes pride. So first one, maybe, um, as we're answering Desiree's question is just beware of the pride along the way. And then when you get there now, you were telling me once someone gets to being out of debt or paying off a house or some, whatever the major goal is, uh, in either your clients or the people you're dealing with at church, um, you then want
2: to direct them
1: yeah. instead of sitting in their pride and saying, woohoo, we're on the top of the heap. Yeah. Where do you like to direct people?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, from the very step, step one, and if they're in debt, we're, we're pointing them to the finish line and the finish line is this, um, you know, save well, invest well, but give very well, um, back into the community, back to your church, um, make the community a more connected, vibrant place because of the dollars now that are freed up, that we're going to debt. Now I can place those. And that kind of keeps you away from, you know, being self-absorbed. You begin to kind of think of other people and prayerfully asking, you know, what, where do we need to put these dollars? Um, and I think that's, that's where we kind of direct people.
1: Now, um, someone says I'm dealing with this hope shifting. So I'm, I've been shifting all my hope on the money, but now I'm going to conquer this debt. I'm going to get out of debt and they start working and then they finish and like, look at that. I have, I've stopped hope shifting. Now I've made it. But when you say go ahead and help others, hope shifting will rear it Oh yeah. Will rear will rear its ugly head yeah. at that point because suddenly it's like, no, it's mine. Right. I did all this hard work. What do you mean you want me to give My it precious. away? <laughs> yeah. Very golem like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I think that question like, hey, go direct to others, that's the second place where we can find out that we're still hope shifting mm. when we're not willing to because we don't understand that our hope is not in this now conquered mountain, right. You know, um, you can, you're free to give more away. And I think part of that bondage on the front end of things when you're in debt is, you know, when God wants to use his money around the church universal, um, it's a bummer when you can't be part of God doing that because you just have been a poor steward. Yeah. You have nothing, nowhere to, to serve God with your money. So, all right. So we, we start with this pride and, uh, Make sure we're dealing with that. That's the number one place we can shift our hope is that we did this. Um and now, hey, let's help others. And again, maybe we struggle. Now this this third thing, uh, and this goes back to pride again, um, this idea of I've done this and I am self sufficient. Mm. Um how often do you see that come up?
2: Oh, often, yeah. It's it's look look what I did, but um I did it on my own, right? Yeah, We did it as a couple. Nobody else bailed us out of this thing. We worked our extra hours. We did this, and I'm self-sufficient. Or they'll come in, into our office and say, I'm out of debt, and I, I don't need really anybody else. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're okay. We can do this thing on our own. And I, and that self-sufficiency um, really is a lack of community. It's a lack of place where you're honestly confessing your difficulties dealing with money. And if you don't have a place to do that, you need to find a place to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. where you, if you're out of debt and you are living in a free place with no debt, you need to find a community just as well as you needed one before getting out of debt, a community that you can honestly openly confess of how you've hope shifted in your money.
1: Yeah. You know? So I see hope shifting on sort of like a bell curve here. Like on the front end of things, you've hope shifted into, um, money and debt or whatever it was that, that got you there. You said, man, I, this will make me feel good if yeah. we live in this house, this if experience we have this car. Yeah. And yeah. so then you're in debt sure. because you hope shifted. Now you're getting out of it and you're up at the top of the hill going, we did it. We did it. Look, we did it. Um, and, uh, and we're a little bit prideful <laughs> of this too. Okay. You're still not putting that focus on God and you're not willing to maybe then disperse to others. Now on the backside, um, I'm wondering how many people when they get done with FPU, just walk away like, okay, I'm done. I did it once. I'm done. As opposed to living in that, like you said, living and breathing in that community. I wonder how often you see that. Do you see that often or do you see people that
2: turn back and say, I want to stay here for a while and make yeah, sure it's stuck. I think the people that I've seen do that have actually been ones that have said, you know, I want to, next time there's a class around, I want to actually pour my life back in to somebody else. Okay. You know, the discipleship aspect of, hey, I'm going to disciple somebody through this process. Now, I know um, our buddy,
1: Jim, who is literally the author of the book on home shifting. I mean, we can actually <laughs> say that. That's right. He wrote the book. <laughs> um, he just did a sermon last week uh, in church on um, the rich young ruler who came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it the rich young? Yeah, the rich young yeah, ruler rich whose son young. had yeah. had died or uh, and he'd come to Jesus. And one of the things Jim said about hope shifting is that when you've conquered finances, like this rich ruler... Or someone who's gotten themselves out of debt, like we're talking about here, and they, they've done everything right and they've paid off the house, is um, that self sufficiency in this third point we're talking about? Like, they don't need anything because they can pay for it. Like, I can pay for medicine. I, I can pay for health care. I can pay for, you know, my. my I can my, buy the hospital. My, I, yeah. You know, <laughs> and you think about some of these uber wealthy right now, yeah. you know, where you. The problem with that is you, you can lead into self sufficiency. Look at Steve Jobs. Yeah. And yeah. at the end. Still hope shifting. I mean, yeah. we all still do it. Yeah, so yeah. I think this call, listeners, that Bill is saying about find community, um, live in a confu- community where you can still be confessional. Um, I know, as I'm talking with you today, like I was, I was telling uh, Bill earlier that tax day is just hope shifting central for me because it identifies uh, bottom lines. It identifies um, how well the prior year was or how mm-hmm. poor it was. And you just go, Oh, look how well I did. Or, oh, look how bad it. It's, it's all yeah. about these emotions that come over you. So living in a community with uh, good friends or a community group or a church where you can say, I suck at this and, and giving people space to do that. Uh, we couldn't encourage that more. So there's one more question here. And, uh, I think, uh, we can be a little more free to just kind of share our opinions. Um, launching kids, out of the house. You have two boys that are in their teens. Two boys,
2: 14 and 16. Yep.
1: And I have uh, three boys that have, are getting closer to launching, 23, 21, and 18. Um, there's a trend in homeschooling that your, especially your sons have to have their financial stuff together, own a home, um, come out you know, and launch into life debt-free. Um, I don't know if that's just a homeschool thing. Because, you know, you think about kids going to college. Some of them, if, if you're going to say they're financially stable, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. You know, out of college, you know, if some kids go with school debt or, you know, I don't. we're expecting these kids to get their financial ducks in a row by the time they're, I don't know, 30. That's a long time to remain a single guy who's. In a relationship, maybe <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're saying, "Well, don't get married until you're financially stable." Um, burn with passion. Oh, go for it, <laughs> but right. make sure you're financially stable.
2: And a lot of pressure on the young adult, right? Yeah, I mean, to say, "Gosh, I gotta, I gotta live underneath this expectation to be in this, you know, uh, financially uh, great place where I've got no debt. I've, I've got you know, three to six months of expenses in my savings account, and I'm ready to." get married and by the way i'm i'm purchasing a house yeah and the house is actually going to be paid for in cash before i get married
1: and that is i'm telling you that is a trend we've seen in homeschooling so they're no. you know like not in california people i mean we are Cali- yeah, this here. podcast <laughs> is coming out of california um that is just not reality but yeah. you know we watch these everybody watches these shows on home and garden oh yeah these people are buying and flipping homes at 45 to sixty thousand dollars. that doesn't buy you a car. Yeah, that's right. You'd be living in your car for that. (laughs) So, I mean, there is some, I just realistically, um, let's talk about this. Uh, kids get out of school, say they finish up college and they may not have the, you know, gobs of money in the bank, but they have gobs of potential. And I think even in my family, uh, that was something our parents saw, you know, Hey, Fletch is going to dental school. He's coming out. He doesn't have the potential to be employed. Mm -hmm. Um, and they really came alongside us in our dating and engagement to say, maybe you should get married younger so you're not dealing with passion, I guess. That's the best term. I don't know. What do you call yeah. them? You yeah. <laughs> can't keep your hands off each yeah. other. That's exactly. the better term. That's homeschooling in real life. Hot and heavy. Yeah. So um, a financial planner, you're sitting across the table from me. Uh, my say I've got these kids going to college um, and they say they want to get married. What are, you, what are you going to be um, counseling them? These young couples before they get married, what 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 would you say for the young
2: couple or for the parents? For the young, well, first
1: I know we're going with the parents, okay? Because I know we want to talk about hope shifting, but let's talk first the the young couple.
2: Yeah, young couple. I'm just encouraging them to, you know, I've talked with lots of folks. Sometimes they come out of career or out of school, they've got a fair amount of uh, debt load, uh, and I would just say, you know, let's let's get stable, Uh, rent. I know that that's probably not the the thing to do, but rent for now. Um, get that uh, student loan debt paid down, mm-hmm. right? Uh, get that emergency savings in place as you're working this through and working your jobs as a young couple. And now
1: that's um, the couple, but I'm saying prior to that. Prior to that, get
2: some money in the yeah, bank. So get some money in the bank. Make sure you got some savings there. Yep. Right. And um, and go ask that girl to marry you. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then start your life together. You know, one of my good friends, Jim uh, Applegate. Uh, he and his wife got married while the, in the midst of school. yeah, And people thought he, they were crazy. Uh, but you know what? They've done fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they look back on those years uh, as, you know, very fun years in terms of just trying to make this thing work as two young kids. Yeah. You know, and uh, it formed their marriage in a good way.
1: Mm-hmm. I know Kidder and I got married when we were in school. And, you know, people would say, oh, they don't have a pot to pee in. We weren't those people. I would love to have met the people that had the pot to pee in. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone and spent more time with them because they'd have been they'd had more more than we did. Um, so, yeah, I, I personally, I mean, coming from this podcast and we would say, um, hey, kids, get something. Let's have some idea of how you're going to financially afford this Mm -hmm. marriage. So we would sit down and and have the conversation, like a financial planning conversation, and then expect them to launch. But let's go back to the parents Uh, because I think Desiree's question, the way I read it, not from her, but it makes me think there's a lot of parents Mm. that put their hope in how successfully they pushed this kid out of the nest. Mm. So, hey, my son owns his home he bought this house he's been he's been flipping it with his own hands he's putting in the hardwood floors blah 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 and you know the whole last part of his homeschooling was uh you know he he put 100,000 into this and that you know um so there's this pride in what you accomplished with your kid what
2: he did not wrong at all so like, we're back there again we're well, yeah, back to pride again back to pride and look at what i did <laughs> yeah yeah and, and 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 parents we can shift to that so easily what our kids are doing or not doing And the reality is that we don't have that kind of authority and control that we think we have over them. Um, God himself didn't have control and authority over Israel. And Israel constantly hope shifted and was moving in relationship closer to God and away from God. But God never had control over them. Well, funny enough, Adam and Eve had the best parent in the world. Oh, my. (laughs)
1: In the best environment. Yeah, it couldn't have been better. Did they have a house (laughs) paid off? No. No. (laughs) They had the whole garden paid off and they screwed that up. So, you know, I think that's... And Desiree, I know you're not asking that question. I know you're not coming from that position of, oh, look at what I did with my kids. But it made us think about it as we were sitting here putting together our notes. So, um, all right. So, hope shifting and money. Um, You know, I don't think it's the be-all, end-all if your kid... um, goes to the best college and graduates and comes out financially stable and walks into a finished home, fully furnished that he or she um, starts their marriage in. Um, Kendra and I specifically are all about letting our kids scrap it out at the beginning yeah. and cut their teeth on knowing how to put a budget, budget together and knowing how to save money together. Uh, so,
2: Yeah, and we, and, and we just had a, a young couple come in uh, two weeks ago and a brand new uh, young couple, brand new family. I mean, they just had their first baby. And, you know, the, uh, the, the, the gist that I got from him was he wanted to get this thing exactly right. In other words, I, I don't want to make any mistakes here, right? I want to get this thing dialed in. And there was, I, I didn't fault him for any of his tenacity. I mean, he's had great tenacity. But at some point in the conversation, I just said, you know, Take a deep breath and relax. Hmm. You've got your life ahead of you. You don't have to nail all this all at once. You know, let some things fall through the cracks. Let some things just be okay as they are. You know, the house doesn't look need to look amazing before that first child comes home. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's that same kind of idea, right? I mean, it just continues to... It's a control. I'm going to control all this, yeah. control it all, and then... Yeah, bring a kid into that. You'll see
1: how little control you have. <laughs> and uh, parents, I you know my encouragement to you is um, as you're raising these kids and as you're getting ready to launch them, launch them as well as you can. But you know the question Desiree says, should parents expect to cover some of their expenses for a while? Um, it really depends on the situation. Maybe you have a kid that, like me, needed to go to dental school, mm. and there's no chance to work. I mean, work was school. You get up at 7, you go to school, you get done at 7, you study at night. There was no room to you know, work anywhere. And along that time I had to take out loans for life. And part of that loan was covering myself, my wife and our newborn. Um, and then we paid it back Mm -hmm. and, and we did have parents that helped at some points. And I'm very thankful, very grateful. And although I'm not launching my kids saying, I'm here to help you. Um, I mean, I'm going to do it all. It's, I'm, if, if you stumble, if you spin out, like you said earlier, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Some people spin out Mm -hmm. And I think that's why God sometimes gives us parents and a community and a church to help people when they spin out.
2: Yeah. Any final thoughts, Bill, before we wrap this up? You know, I, I just think that, um, for, for listeners, you know, when it comes to the thing of money, um, they call it currency for a reason, right? (laughs) Because it flows in and flows out just like a current in a river. Hmm. and, and with that becomes unpredictability. You can you can be fairly great at budgeting and that kind of thing, but I just for me myself, I've got to be able to take a deep breath and say it's going to be okay. The sun will rise tomorrow, the moon will set tonight, and, and you know I will I will be um, alive the next day. My money is going to go up and down, but I don't need to hang my emotions on that on that. Up and downness, you mm. know, and uh, that's what I get caught into as well. Man, that's words and that's of why life I need community. for me. Yeah,
1: that's words of life for me today. Just sitting here with you is community for me today. So, yeah. hey, thanks again for being on our show, and we'll have you back again because we're never going to be done talking about either money or hope shifting, right? That's going to yeah. continue to come up. All right, so that was a great show, and I'm glad Bill was on with us. He's not only a guest but a good friend, and uh, it was fun to hear what he had to say and informative and, I hope, challenging for a lot of homeschoolers that can sometimes get stuck in hope shifting. And Desiree, who wrote in, thank you for these questions uh, because it allowed us to do three shows, and we hope nowhere along the way did you feel we were picking on you. You just put the ball on the tee and allow us to swing away. So when we were answering these questions, we weren't answering you, Desiree. We were answering uh, homeschoolers in general. So thank you so much for taking the time.
0: You know, Fletch, the number one thing people say to us after listening for some time or listening to several episodes is, you know, the idea of hope shifting is changing my life. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons we love that topic so much, because it points us all squarely back to Jesus. And that's one of the reasons I love Bill so much because he is able to articulate hope shifting the gospel and money so well.
1: Yeah, that's great. Now, if you're a listener and you want to get back to us on this topic, you can email us info at homeschoolingirl.com that's really easy. If you want to engage in debate and discussion with other listeners you can do that on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl or you can tweet to us at homeschoolirl all of those work. If you want to support the show and get less advertisers on here, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. And Kendra, before we head out the door to head over to the Bay Area, uh, what do we have coming up next week?
0: We have our 100th episode celebration, Fletch, and we're going to do some giveaways, which is great fun. Free stuff. Free stuff for our hurlers. And we're also going to do a whole section of shout-outs from listeners. So listen up. This is your opportunity to tell your spouse how much you love them. Yes. Or tell your child happy birthday. Or tell your spouse... Happy birthday. (laughs) Or you can do a
1: shout out to us. You can go, hey, Fletch and Kendra, we hate the fluff time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag team fluff. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Whatever you want
1: to shout out. We'll put it on the air. So here's how you do it. You go to homeschoolingirl.com slash voice and you can learn how to submit your voice and sound to our show. It's very easy if you have a smartphone.
0: Get creative. We are going to give a prize to the best shout out.
1: That's great. That's That'll be one of our prizes. The best shout-out gets a prize. And who knows? It might be a pound of coffee.
0: Oh, I'm giving away a box of Seize candy from California.
1: Oh, look at you, Missy. So next week, 100th episode, huge, huge party. We have a lot of podcasters stopping by to talk. So do us a favor. Let's lend your voice to the show. It's com slash voice. It's easy to go to. It's easy to do. We want you to be a part of it. Hey, have a great week. Uh, Homeschool well. Remember, uh, our hope is always in Jesus and not in our homeschooling. It's not in our budget. It's not in our children. It's not in our spouses. It's always squarely on Christ. Thanks so much for listening this week, and we will talk to you next week.
2: This is Bill Kenoyer. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.